Captain's Log Supplemental. It seems hard to believe, but somehow we've been left stranded in the Delta Quadrant and without work at warp drive. As fortune would have it, we've ended up in a system that seems to have warp drive capable technology. I've sent an away team, led by Commander Gill, down to the planet with the hopes that they can help us. Mr. Gill, I want you to take a landing party down to the planet. Take a shuttlecraft. Understood, Captain. And I do so. <laughs> I <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I do it alone. That was great. <laughs> Bye. I do, it, I do it completely alone. Um, you use a guidepost from the show. You often saw using next generation for an example. You often saw Picard ask, you know, ordering Riker down to the planet, and right as Riker would leave the bridge, he'd be like, "Mr. Worf, Mr. Data, or something like that." Right, right, that's what I was thinking. Terminal left. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Worf and Mr. Data are not here. What the <laughs> hell is he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Not Worf? <laughs> right. Jimmy yeah. Not Worf? Yeah. So, so that would probably be to see whether or not you remember our characters' names. As you ah. us towards the terminal. I mean, they are listed on the bottom of the screen, so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Seraph, uh, Mr. Drake... And Kirk's character is not in here. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Lieutenant Locke. And, and Lieutenant Locke, please, accompany me on this uh, away mission. Join me in the turbo lift. Certainly, Commander. I, I join him in the turbo lift. I also go to the turbo lift. Uh, so you uh, jump into the turbo lift and head down to deck 10, which is where the shuttle bay is. And you're brought sort of, you sort of, you come out of the elevator, as it were, and come down the narrow corridors and find yourself in the shuttle bay. And uh, there you can see, what's the size looking like? The shuttle is roughly the size of like a sedan. Hmm. Um, it's got like sort of miniature warp nacelles on each side, sort of like baby nacelles. Um, you do know, for, like this is would be common knowledge, especially for those trained in con, that uh, the shuttle crafts are capable of uh, limited warp travel, like warp one kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, but very limited. Uh, they have, you know, a couple of days worth of supplies on them, that kind of thing. Um, shuttles can usually fit like five or six people comfortably. So you got like one pilot, maybe a navigator or someone working the shuttle sensors, and then a whole bunch of passengers. You'd have a food replicator on board that probably is a little bit more limited in power than the ones on the ship. And and then a like a a transporter, like a like a single person transporter pad, kind of thing. Out of out of character, would it be more similar to a size of like a minivan then? Yeah, sure, I guess so. Uh, because <laughs> this is this is like a Winnebago, like a yeah, like a like <laughs> a Dodge Caravan. Sedan. Um, yeah, sedans small. It's more like classic series. This is more like minivan. You're right, because it's Voyager era. The um, like I said, the shuttles are capable of. Of warp travel, there's sort of like the runabouts from Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining you squatting down in order to go into the teleporter. In the trunk. There's not a lot of <laughs> there's not a lot of headroom. Um. So yeah, they're they're like they're not made for comfort, per se. They're just made for travel. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the four of you load in. I'm going to take the liberty of assuming that uh, Drake takes the. Uh, flight controls, and uh, so you load into the shuttle, and the shuttle door like <laughs> seals behind you. And there's a uh, like a crewman up in like a control booth that gives you like the all clear. And the the guys run out of the shuttle bay as it sort of decompresses, and the outer door opens. And uh, Mr. Drake, well, I guess Gil would give the order to get underway. So I'll uh, let you what's know. the? Can I name the guy that's up in the uh, the command center of the shuttle bay? Sure, go ahead. Uh, Joaquin Phillips. <laughs> Why? Hmm. What rank is he? Is he a, is he enlisted or is he an officer? Uh, he he's uh he's he's an officer. Okay, what rank? So I'm gonna give him. Uh, Commodore. 
I'm gonna give Admiral. <laughs> no, he's Admiral he's gonna be a he's gonna be a Lieutenant Junior Grade. I know Lieutenant Junior Grade. Same rank as me. <laughs> yeah, he. That's all he does, though. <laughs> he's the shuttle control. Opens, opens and closes this the shuttle in, door. It's very important. That, that plexiglass and gives thumbs up. To oh, okay. That's, well, that's it's, a he has one job on the ship, guys. <laughs> it's a very, very important, important job. <laughs> Uh, he's been the, he's highly been demanding. There. And he's in the last, like what, 10 hours that we've been years. on the ship? He's on the ship there for two years. <laughs> My god, Lieutenant Phillips died. Who's gonna open the shuttle bay door? He's been in no there like 15 years. <laughs> I'll give the command. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, <laughs> I've gotta stick to it now, I've said it. No, you don't have to stick to it, it's okay, we'll forgive you. Yes, we will absolutely forgive you. Uh, Drake has no uh, issues with this. Uh, in fact, he might be a little bit more comfortable with this than the, the, the big starship. Certainly. Um, and he sort of effortlessly brings it out of the uh, shuttle bay doors, and you can see the door closing behind you as you sort of depart from Voyager. You approach the planet and enter its atmosphere successfully. Uh, Commander, if I may. Proceed. Um, gentlemen, I don't know what we're going to face down there. And uh, could be friendly, could be hostile. Um, we're seventy thousand light years from our next friendly uh, reinforcement, so be on guard. That's all. All I can advise you to do. But do remember that phasers will be set to stun. We're not out to murder anybody on these planets. Understood, Commander. And thank you, Lieutenant. You're absolutely right. However, Commander, if the need arises where I have to choose between them and us, it's always going to be us. Uh, Edison Gill looks perturbed by this statement. As the shuttle uh, sort of um, penetrates the atmosphere and enters the planet proper, the shuttle is hailed. Not with hail, but by communication. Oh no, it returns. <laughs> Sorry. Commander, would you like to respond? Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, I shall. And so I... Like a, there's like a calm button on the dash of the shuttle. Yeah. All right. Boop. Um, hello, uh, distinguished guests. We are sending your shuttle pilot the landing coordinates that you should set for yourselves. We look very forward to meeting you in person. Excellent. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you. Welcome to Anazoria Prime. So the coordinates he gives you, uh, Mr. Drake, seem to point you towards a capital city of some sort. You guess as much anyways that this is a capital city because you approach and there are these huge spiring um, buildings. Uh, more triangular and pointed than the um, big office or apartment buildings you'd find in Toronto that are more square and rectangular. Um, and you can see that the planet... Uh, on the planet, that the city um, is like has like no activity going on. There's no like equivalent of automobiles or planes or anything like that out. If there are people in this city, they're inside these buildings. Uh, a quick life sign scan, uh, Mr. Seraph, does reveal that there are millions of people in this city, um, but they are, there seems to be no hustle and bustle down below. How curious. A light sign a... scan reveals that there's at least several million people in this city alone, and yet very little activity. Hmm. Humanoid? Hard to say for certain, but I would estimate as much. They seem to be exhibiting the standard respiration and heat profiles that we would expect of a roughly humanoid form. Any major or large energy signatures that we can pick up? Anything saying anything about what level of technology they may have? While that's happening in-game, I'd like to uh, pull the camera aside. And uh, I'm assuming we have some kind of walking room around yeah, here. Yeah, like, like I said, there's a, there's a back part of the shuttle where the transporter and the replicator and so on would be. So. There's enough to walk five paces back right. and like three paces aside. Yeah. Uh, back Commander, of the van. Commander, if I may have a moment with you. Yes, yes, okay, fine. All right, so I uh, in game I pull him to the back, 
Yeah. And uh, just uh, look at him straight in the eye with my uh, blue-piercing eyes. Um, <laughs> oh, we're on to the romance subplot already, are we? <laughs> of wow. course. I didn't establish this character yet. <laughs> um, and I just, I just speak to you uh, fairly quietly, um, Commander. Don't, don't misunderstand me when I say I choose them over, or I choose us over them. I will still follow regulation and Starfleet protocol. However, if I need to act, and I need to act quickly. I will choose the crew over some random person. Yes, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I would just like to... He pauses for a second. Keep as much blood off of my family's name in my own hands. as Well, more, I guess, as possible. If you well. can understand me. 100%. And I can guarantee you right now that what I'm stating is not going straight to bloodshed. What I'm stating is protection. And that if I need to protect you over someone else, I would choose you. Hmm. That is all. Understood. And I go back to sit down in my chair. <laughs> and, uh, and drink your lead to what you assume is some sort of hanger and opens up like topside. So that you're able to lower the ship uh, vertically Ooh. down into sort of a hangar bay. Fancy. Yeah, uh, there's a... some VTOL stuff. Yeah. Out of out of I... character, what uh, what kind of construction is the hangar? Is it very decrepit? Like it's a circular open hangar? No, it's shiny and pristine. Uh, well, really? really? So but like oh. in game as we lower into the shiny and wonderfully pristine hangar. Uh, seeing that the commander has returned from his uh, briefing with the other officer, uh, Seraph signals to Gil uh, with his head and towards a, a small aside as well. I shouldn't have left. <laughs> <clears throat> not, not meaning the ship. I should not have left the back. Yeah. It doesn't take you to the back. He just sort of pulls you to one side of the uh, front Show compartment and sure. speaks quietly to you. Commander, on your instructions, I was attempting to determine something about the composition of their energy sources and possibly also the defenses. I tried several different modulations of the scan, so I do not believe it is our instruments that are malfunctioning. I believe they are actively blocking our attempts to determine these details. So either they're incredibly advanced and don't want us to know, or they just have very good shielding on whatever they're using. Or possibly extremely paranoid. We have certainly encountered cultures in the past that would find scans of this sort an intrusion of privacy. However... I offer one more potential answer to this curious situation, and that is that they are hiding something from us with the intent to, hmm, how should I put this, foisted upon us in the future. Just to something to keep in mind. Foisted upon us? Yes. For instance, I was unable to determine whether or not they had any orbital defenses, any emplacements, their shielding capabilities, their total energy output, etc. In order to get a clearer picture, we'll have to continue talking to them and potentially even go over to the other planet. The shuttle uh, drink makes a very smooth touchdown into the Hainer Bay as the sort of uh, Hainer door closes above you. And you're sort of left in the... There's lights on in the Hainer Bay. You're sort of left mm -hmm. alone for a few moments. And then finally... Uh, a door opens, like slides open, and in walks a, well, what you would probably describe as a humanoid cat. Uh, oh. The uh, cat turns definitely humanoid, about 5'10"-ish, um, and has a, like a hazel fur. Sort of a chestnut, more like a chestnut sort of color. And the, uh, and the person... Uh, walks towards the ship, hands behind his back, and gives sort of like a 
what you assume must be a grin for them, it seems a little awkward. And they sort of just peel their lips back, as opposed to, like, smiling. Mm. And then they drop it, obviously uncomfortable with the gesture. Uh, Commander, if I may, I would uh, suggest I take point, leaving the shuttle, and then you follow suit once I give you the all-clear. Understood. Go on ahead. All right, so in-game, uh, Lieutenant Locke opens the shuttle door. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, carefully starts to go outside, kind of trying to keep a, keep an eye out on his surroundings, see what right. I see. Yes. Uh, there are actually a, a number of other uh, small craft in the Hainer Bay, and they look to be in good shape, more so because they probably haven't been flown in a long time, mm. as opposed to the, that they're well-maintained. So they got sort of, they don't have a layer of dust, but you could imagine that. These all look like they probably have cobwebs on the inside. Mm -hmm. And as he sees um, Locke come out of the rear door, he he does sort of a, a gesture similar to someone hailing a taxi. And he goes, Ah, welcome, friends, to Anazoria Prime. It has been a long time since we have seen true visitors. I hear one of them. Um, the the doorway they came through is it directly opposite the back door of the shuttle? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, how far away are they from us? Uh, this individual is like well, like you know, like loud voice talking distance. So, okay, so about twenty, twenty, thirty feet. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's come up from outside. It just looks like he's come from like a control room or some other part of this building. So. Okay. And uh, in-game, do I see any other doors or entrances aside from the <clears throat> hangar A doors above us and the door that they came through? Yes, yeah, several. There's a huge uh, there's a huge docking bay door, like the one you came through, but level with the ground. Mm -hmm. That would open, like, for ground vehicles. And then there's also a number of, like, person-sized doors that assumably lead to other parts of the complex. Okay. And I'm not getting any sense of hostility? No, he seems to be trying his best to be affable. Okay, alright. Uh, I kind of, wow, out of my element here as the security officer. Um, you have. In game, in game I give him a, <laughs> I give him a, a quick bow, um, like a quick nod. Uh, good day, he sir. Mi he, he mirrors your bow as best he can and rises. Uh, Commander, everything seems, uh, okay. Uh, I step out of the, the shuttle. Who brought the dog down from Voyager? Yeah, well, they were worse <laughs> a second ago. I had they to go with those. those. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the ship's mascot. Hope the other planet Benji, has the dog! <laughs> Anyways, shut up, you name him Wesley, so you can be like, shut up, Wesley. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, um, the, uh, the creature, uh, the, the person approaches you slowly, trying not to um, in, in, intimidate or instigate anything, and sort of raises his hands to his sides in sort of an act of, like, I'm unarmed. It says... Uh, you and your compatriots can can exit the shuttle. I think we have much to discuss. I do believe so. Thank you for this hospitable welcome, I say as I approach him. Uh, In-game, I keep my hands kind of resting on top of my phaser. Right. Keeping, keeping an eye out. Yes. In-game, Seraph exits next, just sort of looking around himself as though pleased to experience a new area, a new right. vista. In-game, uh, Drake would uh, put the parking brake on and step out. <laughs> Pull the keys out of the ignition. Put in neutral. Yeah. Throw them in the glove box. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. So he's the last one out. Okay. Um, and as the four of you emerge into the Hainer Bay proper, he again sort of does the bow, trying to mirror what Locke did. And uh, he says, please, gentlemen, if you would, uh, follow me. We'll find someone more comfortable to recline. 
and he he sort of does a ninety degree and come, goes back towards the door he came from. After you command one eighty, brother. I take a look back at my team. I make a motion with my head as if to follow, and I begin to follow. In game, Sarah follows. Uh, he brings you into the next room, um, which is just a big hallway, and he he brings it down, and you can see um, the doors have writing that you don't recognize, obviously, because it's a different language. And um, and he brings you down a couple of doors and then stops in front of one and pushes a button on a keypad and it slides open, and he sort of wait, gestures towards you to come in. Out of, out of character, what is, the, what is the sound the door makes when it opens? It goes, Wooga! No, it's kidding. It just goes, it just Awkward. goes, just goes, Nice. I know their doors are as good as ours. <laughs> we might be outgunned. They've outmastered door technology. That's adorable. <laughs> oh, let's bring him back. Uh, so inside the room are, it looks like a lounge, but in lieu of chairs, he kind of has like the equivalent of those beanbag chairs. Mm. Nice. And so he sort of he sort of sits, but like on one hip, sort of on his side, sort of leaning on one shoulder, and one arm. <laughs> he and, doesn't paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> and he he motions to the other re recliners, we'll call them, that are around sort of a small circular table. I he, <laughs> as 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 you as you presumably enter the room, uh, he he speaks up again. We, we have to admit, uh, we were quite abuzz to detect your shuttlecraft approaching us. It has been a long time since we've had visitors here. I mean, of course, that aren't Blexia. But real visitors, uh, people who could potentially help us, and, and maybe we in return can help you in some way. Uh, yes, this may have some kind of arrangement that we can come to. Uh... <laughs> We, he, he looks a little, he looks a little a little sheepish. We um, cannot tell what level of technology your planet has uh, come to. You clearly look advanced, but I'm not I'm not sure if you could uh, exactly fix our uh, issue at hand at the moment. That is an unusual question, I must admit. You are aware of our defense system. I have seen the defense system, but defense systems don't necessarily directly correlate to, well, faster than light travel or anything of that nature. Ah, faster than light travel. Yes, our species has been capable of this for centuries. Though we have been grounded as a general order, we are in full alert against possible Blexian incursion. And thus, we have not left our system in quite some time. Uh, the Blexians are... His, his, his lips curl like you just uh, said, like, something really disgusting. Uh, despicable filth. You probably do not have a word to describe them in your own tongue. They are the Cretans who inhabit the planet near us. They are constantly a thorn in our side. Uh, uh, yearning to explore and to live in, in peace has been squandered for any moment the Blexians could attack us. Thus the defense system that unfortunately fired at your ship, we fired off a shot before we were able to scan your vessel and determine that you were not in fact Blexians. We are very lucky that we uh, managed to do some well-timed maneuvers to avoid this shot. Yes, your ship seems quite capable, as does your personnel. Out of character, um, yeah. does it is it the Universal Translator that is communicating with us this way, or is he actually speaking English? No, he's definitely not speaking English. You are using the Universal Translator. Okay, so the way that his uh, mouth gestures is not yes. lining up what we're It's hearing. not lining up what he's saying. Yes, Perfect. Unlike the TV show, where of course they can't do that. We are going to stick to that. He is speaking whatever an Azorian speak, but he's coming out English because your comm badges are translating. Okay, and I'm assuming... So, so as, out of character, just as a yes. quick detail here that might yeah. help fill 
those mm -hmm. who are not familiar with this in the universal yeah. translator actually relies upon communications with the ship yes. so it happens through your comm badge and your comm badge is tuned to you in particular so only you yes. hear the output of your comm badge mm -hmm. so you mm -hmm. you can hear the translation in real time as it comes through your comm badge and it, it's actually sending the information up to the ship and then back down again and what about the the opposite direction what do they hear is it the same? Like it translates our speech to their language then as well? Yes, exactly. Yes. It yeah, is okay. bilateral. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you would know, uh, and this is a good point. Chris and I were talking about this other day. Uh, you would know if you lost communication with the ship because you would no longer be able to translate what they're saying. Nice. Unless you had some sort of portable translator thingy with you, which most yep. people would not carry. Mm-hmm. I should make it a point to carry one on my person at all times. Yeah. But maybe with your presence here, we can turn the tide, end our deadlock. We would certainly be grateful. I'm not certain I understand the origin of your conflict with these Flexians. Our conflict is long and storied. It is literally centuries in the making and continues to be made. Suffice to say that they are a horrid race who do not deserve to live. But we must endure them for now. But What is it that you would desire of us in that case? The Plexians, like many things in life, have stolen much of our developments. And they too have a defense system similar to the one that you encountered. As such, our own warships are insufficient for launching an assault on their planet. But if this defense system were disabled? Are you saying that if we could disable this defense system for you, you'd be interested in attacking the Blexian homeworld? Exactly. Ah, thank you for clarifying that for me. Well, I am not one for uh, escalating to violence so quickly. Uh, before <laughs> Commander Gil can continue talking, Seraph also at his other ear, basically. <laughs> he says the exact same thing. <laughs> not, not the exact same thing. He actually says, Commander, I would also advise against informing these individuals of just how damaged Voyager currently is. If they were to find out that we were currently incapacitated in any way, they seem the sort who might desire to take advantage of this fact. I would play our cards close to the chest, as they say. Out of character, right. they have cat ears. They could probably hear all of this. <laughs> Very quiet. Well, Vulcans know English. what enhanced hearing. Is. Yeah, yeah. It's English, and they we could just turn it off real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right. So we're, like, you control like what they hear. Yeah, oh. we're like foreign dignitaries. We could just talk in our language, and hopefully yeah. nobody understands. Just, just turn angrily yeah, in Japanese yeah. and continue talking. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is a cat. That is a cat. <laughs> Meow! I, I'm not. I'm not sure what you are saying at me, but it looks hostile. <laughs> I honestly, I shouldn't say this out of character, but I will. You don't know if they have universal translators, so that's true. Yeah, it's possible. Although when they're not wearing a combat, them, it's fine. For for the meantime, uh, if there is something else that we could potentially do in order to come to some sort of agreement, then. That would be sufficient or understandable. Hopefully between both of our parts, uh, I would much prefer not to harm mm. anybody today. <laughs> Perhaps tomorrow, <laughs> but not today. The cat person's eyes squint at you. I do not see what other service you could provide. But perhaps you could give us some sort of tactical edge over them then. Uh, provide for us... Uh, schematics for one of their warships something of that nature or the range on the weaponry these are the things we must know if we are to conquer our foes and return to the stars where we belong uh, and says in a way that shouldn't be translated by the universal translator <laughs> commander may i suggest that we don't need to resolve this question immediately the captain really should be consulted before we make any decisions here. He gestures to the uh, the cat person. Uh, and they didn't give us a name, did they? 
No, he did not give you a name. Right. Gestures to the cat person uh, before before him, and he says, uh, Well, I unfortunately am not the captain of our ship, and the, as, as you know, chain of command, I do have to go and bring this decision to my captain in order to follow said chain, <clears throat> so I can take the request and bring it to him. Ultimately, that will be a decision that he will have to make. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the time being, we could leave this on the table and perhaps uh, do you have long-range communication that we could uh, get back to you while we are on our ship with? Yes, we do. It is the same communication we use to contact your vessel. We will show you a uh, console that you can use or <clears throat> contact your captain. That is a very generous offer, Seraph interrupts. But actually, we have a much more convenient console already keys to the appropriate codes on our shuttlecraft. I think we will just return there very briefly, and then we'll be happy to continue this discussion. Yes, of course, I understand. He makes no effort at getting up, but sort of gestures towards the door behind you. <laughs> I, I get up, I do a bow, and I start to leave. I follow suit. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, everyone in, does. Yeah, in oh. in game, uh, Lieutenant Lo could be the last to last to leave. Right. Okay. Ensuring everybody else make it out. Right. Um, you march back to your shuttlecraft, assumably. Uh, one of the doors as you exit uh, slides open next to you, and one of the cat people begin to exit and sort of, sort of like stumbles back into the room as you pass and waits for you to pass How before do they leaving. Look in relation then... to the first. Same thing, they, this one also has sort of a chestnut hue to the fur. Good day. Uh, <laughs> Seraph attempts to gain a, a quick look into the room behind him. Yeah, okay. Uh, why don't you roll me... Security, definitely. I'm just not sure what the attribute would be. But uh, I guess control is fine. Control or insight. Right, cool. Both make sense. Yeah, yeah control or insight would make yeah. the most sense. I was yeah. I was gonna be also potentially doing the same thing, but uh, yeah. I guess we'll wait to right. see what Chris's world does. Yeah, uh, this uh, looks like some sort of weapons locker or armory. There seems to be an array of handheld and larger guns, sort of uh, slotted into the walls, and and there's also a large number of of metal crates. Do I recognize the general configuration of these weapons? Do they look like disruptors to me? Phasers? Some, something more exotic? So, something analogous to that. It's impossible okay. to know without being able to examine one up close. And how many of them are there? Dozens. Dozens. They line oh. the walls. They're in, like, racks. And, and like I said, there's, there's a stack of metal crates throughout the room. It's a big room. Gotcha. Enough to supply a militia, it looks like. Yeah, sure. Like, dozens of people could be armed in this room alone. As we pass by, would I be able to get a, a look as well? Yeah, you can go ahead. All right. Um, but you're going to see exactly the same thing if you get two successes. So. Now, because this is an armory, would energy-based small arms technology come into hand here? I think that has more to do with the usage and less to okay. do with the... I mean, if you roll well enough, I might say that you know something else, but I don't think it helps your actual roll. Okay. Well, that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Okay. Well, then you get you see the exact same thing that Seraph saw in that case. Uh, yeah. So he he sort of he sort of does what you assume is some sort of friendly gesture towards you, and then kind of backs back into the room and closes the door. He's actually okay. giving us the bird. <laughs> Potentially. You don't. You don't know. Universal Translate doesn't help you with hand gestures, unfortunately. No, nobody forgot likes the hand You forgot to bring the hand gesture translator. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so we continue on towards the shuttle. Yes. And we arrive at the shuttle. Yes. And we enter we the, shuttle. the shuttle. <laughs> we open the shuttle. We open the shuttle. Walk up the ramp to the shuttle. Enter the shuttle. Sit down and we shuttle. close. Then we close the shuttle. <laughs> After we enter the shuttle, I, I turn to I turn to Mr. Seraph, and I do say, uh, <clears throat> that that was a rather uh, smart move that I was prepared for. I was ready to use their terminal, but only now do I realize that they may be able to have used it to track us or get into our systems or something of the like. Uh, In-game, Seraph gives Commander Gill 
a gentle smile. I'm certain you would have thought of it at any moment. So I'm assuming one of you is contacting Voyager then? Yes. Who, who's I doing? Gil's going to do it? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't take you too long. There's a bit of like a... It, it, there's a bit of like a finding connection, but um, eventually he comes through and he's, and he's, and he's clear. It's not like it's jarbled or anything. Mr. Gill, I was waiting for you to contact the ship. Is everything all right? Everything does seem fine so far, Captain. Mm. I ask because once the shuttle entered the atmosphere, uh, Voyager was no longer able to track you. They must yes, have some they... sort of dampening field. That's that's precisely what we are uh, we are thinking. When we were f when we were going over their their main city, we assumed it to be their capital. They uh, we couldn't really pick up any. Uh, major energy signatures or, or anything super important or large. So it, it was very interesting to... Uh, honestly interesting to behold. We did find a small amount of information out that they've they've got a, that orbital defense system that they have had for however long, and they've yes. been able to do faster-than-light travel for centuries, apparently. So they seem to be a well-off society. They're incredibly hidden, though. They have tended to, what I assume, wall themselves away, so to speak, to defend against... Uh, they called them the Blexians, which I can only assume are from the planet next door. I see. So you have had a chance to speak with them, then? Yes, we spoke to... I'm not sure what rank or what official title this individual did have, but... Yes, we did speak to somebody that seemed to be important in this society. I see. And what's your prognosis? Is there something we can do to help? Well, they would like to infiltrate the Blexian society and figure out some schematics or some ways that they can defeat them in their long-standing uh, global battles that they've been having. <sighs> Quentin gives an exasperated sigh into the, the comm system. Our first venture into the Delta Quadrant, and we've already been asked for military action. Yes, I declined that I could answer them immediately, and, well, not to delegate it back to you, the captain, but I did tell them that you were the only one able to make the decision, and you are unfortunately not able to, since you were not down there. Sarah pipes up. Captain, this seems a very clear-cut case of Directive Order Number 3794, we are not to be involved in intersolar conflicts, especially not where the Federation has no jurisdiction. Absolutely, Mr. Seraph. Wiping out either society or solving their problem entirely does go against the Prime Directive. Is there some other way we could gather what we need without stirring the pot? Captain, I'd suggest that we could very likely exfiltrate those materials and devices we needed should the our hosts prove unwilling to provide them directly. As to this moment, I have not been able to ascertain the exact locations of many of the devices we may need, but I have an idea of where they are located. I have continued running sensor sweeps from the shuttlecraft even as we were in conference with them, and I believe I have begun to locate where they are launching the dampening fields from. No, we should, we should take care. We do not want to start some kind of incident against the Federation. If we do make our way out here eventually and make contact with them, we don't need that relationship sullied for something that would have happened a long time ago. One step at a time, Mr. Gill. See what you can gather information-wise. As I can't beam you off the planet, it's your word here. You have my permission to do what you see is necessary, but keep the prime directive in mind at all times. I don't want I don't want a Voyager's first record to be the destruction of an alien species. Uh, uh Gil goes a little pale and his eyes go wide. <laughs> he was not expecting this today. <laughs> I don't think any you of us were supposed to be back by 2100. <laughs> um, in, in game, Lieutenant Locke uh, places a hand on your shoulder, Commander, hmm. 
and uh, squeezed a little bit. It's actually really, it hurts. <laughs> he, uh, he has quite a lot of strength to him. <laughs> I'll, um, take, I'll, I'll take two stress. <laughs> uh, uh, Commander, we're here for a reason. I'm sure the four of us can come up with some sort of solution. I do not doubt that. This is... He takes a deep breath. Something that we can't accomplish. Yes. Well, Mr. Mirren is continuing what repairs he can on the engines, but he has assured me that unless we get warp core replacements, we're going nowhere fast. Captain, has Mr. Mirren had any success with replicating the necessary parts? They're too complicated. And our reactor has taken some damage, enough that we've had to take more complex systems like the holodecks and some of the replicators offline. Our best course of action is to repair these warp cores, otherwise we couldn't be sitting here for who knows how long. Mr. Seraph, Mr. Drake, is there any way that we could, well, not that I want to just leave this planet and have them be aware of us leaving, uh, do you think that there could be a way that we can um, convince them to let us go back to our ship and covertly explore the planet next door to see if we can find a solution there as well? Based on my scans of their capabilities, which I must admit are very incomplete at this point, I believe that we could successfully leave the planet without further incident, but it seems quite unlikely that we would be able to visit the planet Lexia, or so I assume it may be called, without their knowledge. That would be quite all right. They, we, could, we could visit them. I would just like to not start... Uh, or I would not have us leave and... Uh, have the Anaxorians uh, angry with us. On... Seraph turns his perpetual smile towards you. I suspect that visiting Blexia may well be enough provocation. It would be proof in the eyes of a particularly paranoid culture that we were in fact conspiring against them. Indeed. That is a good observation, Mr. Seraph. On that note, Captain, I do have to ask if we've had any luck contacting the Blexians, since the shuttle has left Voyager. I must admit that uh, we have not made any attempt to do so. We didn't want to possibly instigate something. Uh, but I can get I can get Mr. Uh, Trek to uh, begin communicating the other, contacting the other planet. That may that may do well to suit us. Uh, it does seem that they may have similar technologies. Apparently they've stolen some from the Anaxorians, so this may just be some Hatfields and McCoys. Hmm. A they preliminary... did mention that the orbital defense system of Blexia was much akin to the one they have here. So that yes. leads me to wonder if there was a split between them uh, somewhere long ago where they may have been much closer than... It uh, seems they are now. Precisely. I'd be, I'd be curious ancient to know how pop, close. My um, ancient pop culture reference has gone unheard. <laughs> you mean mine? Yeah, actually, yeah, I was going to say Thomas wrote that a while ago. So. Oh, he said it was the Hatfields and McCoys? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, it says Hatfields and McCoys too. Oh, yeah, I see it up there. Okay. Um, I haven't had that window open in a while. I apologize. Quinn pauses for a moment. Whatever course of action you t you take next, you have my blessing. Just be careful. And keep me posted as often as you can. Captain? Yes, Mr. Locke? Um, if I if I may advise um, ever, ever slightly, um, I would potentially advise against contacting the others until we find more information here. Very well. It might be more prudent to wait until you've either returned to Voyager or told me it's all clear before I do so. That's my strong recommendation, yes. We'll keep the ship out of their planetary sensor range until you tell me otherwise. Good luck, gentlemen. Captain Quinn out. Well, oh, Commander. Well, every problem has a solution. We should, uh... <laughs> Gotta move on. See, something, something's been a little bothering me, though. They, the species, they seem to be defensive. 
for the most part. They've become secluded to their own planet. They've abandoned the others in the system. Yet, if they were given the opportunity to get the upper hand, there's sounded to me like there'd be no hesitation for them to enact on their prejudice. It makes me feel like there's something that's they're not quite telling us here. I do agree. Um, gentlemen, what do what do you think? I would like your your recommendations and your insights to help us forward upon this. Commander, my recommendation here would be to avoid an interstellar incident. <laughs> I think our best hope would probably be to determine the location of the exact items that we need, exfiltrate them for ourselves, uh, perhaps returning what goods we can in pseudo-payment, and then put this entire solar system behind us. He takes a moment, nods, and turns to Mr. Drake. Mr. Drake? Well, it seems to me we're in a bit of a pickle. I personally wouldn't even like to go forward with uh, trying diplomatic relations with these fellows until we at least know what the next-door neighbors are like. Clearly, the Anaxorians are a culture who take pride in the idea of being able to uh, fend off the Blexians, and I'd prefer to know how the Blexians culturally feel about this spat that they have before I uh, would go deeper with them. But as uh, everyone has mentioned, it sort of poses a problem to get in touch with both sides and being able to Please. maintain no bias. And while, while Seraph's idea is definitely intriguing, you know, um, I feel that it may jeopardize the stability or lack thereof uh, of the system altogether. The, the, the Anaxorians may believe we are in some capacity working with the Blexians were we to just pilfer what we could and uh, make our leave. What are the, we, uh, Mr. Gill composes himself for a moment. The other alternatives we have are to side with them, which goes against the Prime Directive, which may... He, he shakes his head, shaking that thought off and uh, attempting to uh, forego processing that thought. We must not take sides. This is not our place to do so. So therefore, we have to find a way to appease them with information that doesn't exist, which will not be helpful to either side or ourselves in the slightest. Or, as Mr. Seraph has suggested, steal. <laughs> well, well, replace slightly, but yes. It, I mean, it would seem that there is an interesting opportunity here to work as some sort of a diplomatic middleman between the two cultures. Although it doesn't seem likely that there would be anything we could do to patch things up based on the reaction the uh, Anaxorian we saw earlier had, but... Um... We're not even aware of what techno technological advances they have. They say they have faster than light, but is it warp technology? And we're unable. So. We're unable to determine that. Um, my recommendation True. is at this point it may not even be compatible technology. So my recommendation, if if I may, is we try to negotiate some sort of trade with them. If they're unable to, we cannot sacrifice our morals and. Mm -hmm. We need to uphold what Starfleet is and not lower ourselves to stealing technology. At least not when we're sitting in a room full of powder kegs. So... Uh, In-game, despite having had two other officers uh, poke uh, not so subtly at his plan, Seraph seems unperturbed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not... I'm not... 
fully against what you suggest, uh, Lieutenant Commander Seraph. Um, I would just advise caution when we do act. Perhaps if you're able to get a better idea of what type of technology they have. There are other shuttlecrafts in this bay, if I saw that correctly. So perhaps we can get a better look at what technology they provide to see if we're even capable to a technological standpoint to even provide assistance. Because it could very well be that their technology is beyond ours. But if it comes down to the point where they're unwilling to negotiate or trade, and we need to take sides, then I would say we need to cut our losses and continue on. If I may, could it be possible we could try to, for the time being at least, sidestep the whole issue with the Blexians and see if we can open up some kind of cultural discussion between us and them? Try and completely uh, ignore the elephant in the room. Uh, Commander Seraph in-game looks a little thoughtful at that suggestion and turns back to the rest of the group. It seems to me that my original suggestion, while the most efficient one, has met with some serious resistance, and I certainly understand and appreciate your points. We could ask them whether they would be interested in having us act as an intermediary to end their conflict. However, I suspect this might be met with hostility. Ending their conflict is still technically, well, what is it, going against, going against the Prime Directive. We are influencing them and their culture in a positive or negative way, which... Uh, Commander Seraph nods, but interjects. This is true. However, the Prime Directive allows us a great deal more latitude with cultures that have achieved faster than warp travel. If they ask us to act as an intermediary, you're able to do so without violating it. That is correct, by the way, as far as like Star Trek canon. <laughs> okay, is just in case. I, I was like, man, do, they have to, we, do we have to make contact with them first before we can actually do anything, or is it okay? Good. Okay. Yeah, if they're a, if if they if they actually are a warp capable society, there's a lot more you're allowed to do, as if you yeah. have their permission. Yeah, we have okay. to basically pretend they don't exist if they don't have warp. Mm. Yeah, but if they do and they ask us to do something, then we can. We're just not allowed to go to them and say, hey, so by the way, we've ended your war, whether you like it or not. Now let's trade. No matter, uh, ultimately, the decision is yours. Well, if we... He sighs. If we can be diplomatic about this and potentially end their conflict in a hopefully peaceful manner between the two factions, then that would be beneficial to everybody, ultimately, and not have to worry about thievery or barter or any other thing. Plus, that would make two societies able to move forward on, on with their, their lives and, and as societies. And that's very, very good, very important. How admirable. So, if we could, we could go back to uh, I guess that conference room with that leader type and continue a diplomatic conversation. We, all, all in all, we need more information. We don't have There's, enough to determine one we, way or another. If we get it from one side and not the one that we're currently landed on, that could cause an incident that would paint us as the bad guys. If we get it straight from the source, as biased as it can be, it may still be helpful. And at least we could get permission to act as some kind of emissary between the two, at least from one side, it would still be more than none. To the point of gaining more information, Commander, if I could have your permission to remain here while you go and commence with the diplomacy, I believe there are some modulations of the senses that may allow us to get a better picture of who we're dealing with. While hopefully we will not have to fall back to the obviously morally reprehensible action of stealing, I think it would be a good idea to have a fallback. I agree. If we could have everybody, uh, everybody else 
accompany me back to their leader, and we can see if we can hash this out. Okay, Mr. Seraph, I would like you to roll science plus control, please. Ooh. All right. So uh, are we are we leaving as he's doing this? Yes, I'm assuming so. Like he's sitting okay. down at the computer, and you guys are marching out. Um, working working through the many possible modulations. Yeah. So so as as we leave, I just want to make a uh, in game a quick quip to Commander Seraph. Okay. Uh, Commander Seraph, I would strongly advise that you lock the shuttle, and unless you hear a uh, communication from one of us, do not open the doors. Understood. He reaches up towards the seething mounted control panel. Beep boop. <laughs> Locked. All right. Um, yeah, so, uh, Mr. Seraph, you did not. You did not roll enough successes. Uh, you're having uh, trouble establishing a permanent link with Voyager. It kind of keeps going in and out. Mm. So mechanically, I will let you roll again, mm -hmm. but you must increase the must increase the complication range to two. Understood. Yeah. Wow. Okay, there you go. Super duper. You rolled a one. Oh, not complicated. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> and then if you yeah put it back down to one. Okay. Uh, I have done yeah. so. Okay. Okay. Um, perfect. Okay, so you have you have no issues uh, establishing uh, communication with Voyager. Now you now have a permanent sensor link uh, with the actual ship, and that and and your uh, overflow success also grants everyone a momentum point. Sweet. So everyone should have three at this point because we had yes, two from last three. time. Yes. Yeah. And those those don't disappear unless we use them, correct? Yes. Okay. But there is a max of six. Yes. Yep. All right. So, as soon as Seraph establishes the connection, he starts feeding sensor data from the shuttlecraft back directly to Voyager, and starts using Voyager's computers, which are much more powerful than the shuttlecrafts, to continue working on cracking the uh, the enigma of the damping. Okay. Okay. So we'll come back to you, and uh, the other three have departed back to this person that you met. Perhaps he hears you or senses you in some way, but he kind of opens the door as you approach it and is kind of standing in the doorway. Interesting. Again, and, and, and again, he does the sort of bow that he saw Locke do and, uh, and greets you again. I see you've returned. Have you had a chance to consult with your captain? What is your final word? Our captain would prefer to uh, keep the bloodshed uh, toned down as far as we possibly can. We do have a potential, I guess, uh, other solution. He, he furrows his brow, but continues looking at you. Uh, if there could be any way that we could uh, solve this issue diplomatically, which may not seem interesting to you at the moment, but... If both of your societies get to move forward, there may be some interesting te technological advances or anything of the like that could come out of either of them that you may be able to share. If only the Blexians were so open to negotiation as you are. But as long as they sit around their defense system, they think themselves impenetrable. Why do you think you'll have success talking to them? We have no idea if, if we will have success, but we may as well try. When was the last time you attempted to do so? Ah, we do not talk to them. That may be the issue at hand. If you could let us do, if you could let us do that, then we may be able to settle this once and for all without bloodshed. You may con you may contact them if you so desire. But you will not be able to do it from our planet, and we would advise against it. They are ruthless. Is there any information that you could give us about them that may help us with this? You said they had stolen some technology or information uh, from you in the past, but is there something that you have done potentially to them in turn, in, in retaliation potentially, that may have caused them to be as angry with you in the same manner? His lip curls. Is, it, 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 it's all, it, uh, it causes me pain to speak so much of them. So casually. 
We use them as insults, not as points of conversation. The only thing I can tell you that is not obvious from their vile demeanor and their terrible stench is that they want nothing more than the conquest of this system, which is ours by blood right. Even to look upon them is to cause regurgitation. I'm taking notes, sorry. <laughs> That's okay, no, I appreciate that. Taking notes. Regurgitation. <laughs> How do you spell that? Um, Can you uh, use yes, it in a sentence? Regurgitate. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, that's the bulimians. My mistake. Nah. Oh uh, boy. We you just seem lost. So <laughs> you seem so vehemently opposed to even saying their names. Would a diplomatic solution even interest you? Wars would be over, yes, mm. and that would be great for both uh, sides of the society, but. You don't seem very willing to give it a, a fair shot. Understand that we have become prisoners on our own world because of them. A diplomatic solution interests us. Just forgive me if I am very, very skeptical that travelers are going to do what we have not been able to do for centuries. Besides, the chances are good that they will want some sort of evening of the score and we need to make it clear that we are the dominant species in this system we will allow them to coexist if they so desire but there has to be boundaries borders set up about what they can and cannot do i'm sure they will have some kind of limits towards you as well we can yes. come to an agreement or some kind of Again, solution for this, but both sides must be willing to participate. You sound, well, slightly more interested than you did a minute ago, which is fantastic. And moving forward, we can help you two coexist. Very well. What do you propose exactly? First, there needs to be a truce. Clearly, the two of you are at odds, and, well, they say you're keeping... Uh, they, You say that they are keeping you locked in your homes, but are you not doing the same for them? Are you not raiding or challenging them in the slightest? Only for our own self-preservation. They cannot be allowed to think that they can roam. It is entirely possible that they have the exact same opinion of you. Possible. I doubt they are capable of such high thinking. <laughs> In-game Lieutenant Locke does not <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> my, the, the hairs on the back of my neck are going wild like a, like a cat's tail. <laughs> now, it could be possible that we'd be able to mediate as a third party mm -hmm. between you and potentially... Uh, a, another member of their society that is le uh, leading them or higher up so that we can mediate maybe not necessarily in person but over uh, over comms or something of that nature depending on whatever the negotiations will lead to okay uh mr gill i want you to roll presence plus command please sure and you can use diplomacy Yay. focus i'm also um Kind of standing back and observing all of this, what's the general gist that I'm getting from this guy? Hmm. Uh, In insight plus security? Behavioral okay. analysis? Sweet. All right. Two successes for Mr. Gill. Ooh. Ooh one success and a botch. Yep. For nope. Mr. Never mind. Uh, can you use Bar. momentum for stuff outside of combat or is it just combat? No, you can use it for outside of combat. The most common use for momentum would be to gain additional information. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then, you know, like, GM-approved stuff. You might be like, I, what I really want to do here is, like, so you, so let's, I'll use an example. Let's say you're doing some kind of fitness thing. You want to, like, knock someone over or something. And you'll be like, what I really want to do is knock him hard enough into the wall that he falls unconscious or whatever. So okay. I might allow it on a successful roll, but might ask you to spend momentum on it right 
Okay. The same way that I I would ask, I would have asked you to use destiny points in in, in renegades. Ah, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Locke, unfortunately, uh, maybe it's just that you're not used to this species or the way they emote, but you're really not getting a very good read on him at all. I've seen too um, many cat videos. Yeah, the person in front of you sort of like scowls a little bit and goes, perhaps with your advanced ship maintaining the peace, there is a possibility. Perhaps we could use your vessel as a mediation ground. I'll have to get clearance from my captain, but uh, I will let you know as soon as I can. Of course. If, if there is nothing else, there is much I have to do today. Understood. Thank you for your time, and I will, again, get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Okay, as, as, we, uh, as we start walking back in-game, um, I, I kind of walk beside the commander. Um, commander, I, I didn't get a good vibe off of that man. Um, I don't like how he emphasized the Voyager keeping the peace. Quotes, unquote. Well, neither did I, honestly, but for the second, what else can we do before we can promise peace between the two of them? Uh, an empty promise and a little white lie may be enough to save A, ourselves, and B, these two species. And what are we out of this? Hopefully, a repaired warp core. Hey, this is Nathaniel Kiefer, writer, GM, and producer of Voyager Done Right. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, then you can do me two big favors. Number one, keep on listening. New content every week. And number two, tell your friends and get them to start listening right now. If you want to chat with us, you can drop us a line on Twitter or join our Discord server. Those links are in the description, and I promise to get back to you in a reasonable time. Say, three to five years? And if you really like what you hear, you can check out our Patreon page. The Nathaniel Kiefer Swimming Pool Construction Fund thanks you in advance for your time. Music from bensound.com, and the cast of Voyager Done Right includes myself, Nathaniel Kiefer, as Captain Ulysses Quinn, Richard Jellison as Commander Edison Gill, Christopher Kiefer as Lieutenant Commander Seraph, Jordan Wood as Lieutenant Commander Miran Oka, Kirk Dawson as Lieutenant Leon Locke, and Thomas Hyde as Lieutenant Junior Grade Wallace Drake. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.